and the way it was running just did not look like any human. Immediately, it felt like someone was watching. Something was watching. We seen some eyes which were glowing a bright red. Welcome everyone. You're listening to this Sasquatch show brought to you by Nicola Valley Bigfoot. Sit back and enjoy. So, um, back in 2012, I, um, um, I used to, like I fly fish a lot and I was fly fishing up at this lake. Um, and what happened was I originally, um, I, I used to have a belly boat and I would have to, before I go into the lake, I would go and just scout it out to find out certain areas to go. Um, I was walking, I, I walked up to the lake and usually walk up to most lakes, walk up there. And then I kind of look down to see where I can put my belly boat in the water. So when I did this, I um, uh, was coming along to a certain point um, by the lake and uh, the lake has a road. So, and if you have three cars down on this road, you can't really back up because it's very windy. And so I looked down there, there's no one down there. I was walking a little bit more and uh, the smell came to me, really strong smell. Um, I used to hunt when I was a kid, so I can, I knew the difference, like a, almost like a garbage bear, that kind of smell. Um, I, next thing you know, um, it was kind of like um, the, the smell just got way worse and it got to the point where it was almost nauseous. And uh, it was a smell, it was a um, kind of um, in between, the smell was in between a almost like um, dead fish um, uh, mixed with wet dog. And the smell was really pungent. Yeah, that's quite the combo. Yeah, and so it just, it became almost nauseous. So then the next thing you know, I I was turning my head, it was looking at the lake, and I still remember this whole thing. Turn around and I look into the trees, not very far, but just like 25 feet at best, this thing stood up or this thing was kind of getting up off the ground. It was lying down and uh, I can still see it lying down in my brain and it gets up and I thought it was a bear for sure. And the look at it, it was, it was the dark brown. So it was like, I was new. I was thinking of grizzly for sure. So I had my hand on my, um, on my bear spray. I always carry bear spray with me and I don't carry a gun or anything anytime. So then next thing you know, this thing stood up and holy God, I froze solid. And right when it stood up, I knew exactly what it was. I always had a fascination with Sasquatch all through my life. Um, and I always kind of looked at books and stuff. My dad grew up on the West coast. I heard stories through my great grandpa and all that stuff. And so um, we, I, then I saw this thing stood up I'm by myself. I'm like, oh my God, I froze solid. It turned around, looked right at me and was staring. We stood and stared at each other for probably 30 seconds. And we were 25 feet away. No oh, trees wow. in the way. We we're looking right at each other. And he was probably 10 feet tall, at least. Holy he smokes. Was probably five feet across on the shoulders. He has a, um, his head is, it's kind of it's it's roundish. It's not the pointy one. 
Um, we'll get to the other ones I've seen once before. I'm just one of nine now. Um, so this one was my first one. He has flat head, um, long hair, long, long hair, um, kind of a, a darker brown tinge of green in them. Um, but that's another whole thing I can tell you about. Um, they So when I see him, um, he's just looking at me. We're staring at each other. And I was like frightened. But it was weird because his um, he was like almost like he was telepathically pushing on me that it was just just be calm. And I was calm. Like it was just calming me right down. It was almost like he was like throwing infrasound out there, but to the point where it's like just calming and relaxing. Like did nothing's did you happen. hear any type of, um, sorry to interrupt, but did you yeah, hear any type fine. of like voice in your head or, or was it just a feeling you got? Just a feeling I got, just a feeling of just everything is all right. Don't worry about anything. And it just, and it was just like, a, like you felt it like in the top of your head, right down to your, your feet. You just felt like a, just a, like a warming kind of calmness. And that's what I felt. And, and, it was just we were looking at each other, looking at each other. And then suddenly his you could see because we're so close, I could see his ears move just a little bit, like almost and he just turned he just tilted his head just to turned his head just a like a slight of a fraction. And then then he kind of looked around and he was looking around, like almost like he was trying to like he sensed something. And then um, but I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear nothing. And then next thing you know. He turned to his right and started walk. He start. He kind of was going not not fast or anything, but just a little bit of a pace. And then he was like whoop whoop, like that whooping sound they make that you hear in videos. That's what he was making when he was walking away. And so I was like, oh. like I took like a big deeper out there. I was like, whoa, this is too much. So then I kind of stepped two foot on two um, steps going forward I didn't step back and went forward and so when i did he turned back like he turned his head back and looked at me like don't go anywhere and so that's the way he looked at me that's what i uh, it was just like oh, okay no problem and so at that instance right when he did that he turned his head then he turned his head forward to walk again start walking some some other one came out of the bush which is just as big I can I couldn't really see all of them because he was behind the bush, but there was one another one right next to me, and he could have easily got rid of me in two seconds if he really wanted to. Yeah, but yeah. it was it was um it was uh, it was it was frightening, but also just it just after that it was just holy god what yeah. just happened. I, I know that feeling. Yeah. Do you think that it was watching you, and you you just happened to stumble across him, or, or do you think it was? Just, I'm not sure. Disturbed he him? was lying down. He was literally lying down, face down, like he was lying down on his back. It was really weird, and he just like literally, you could see him get up, and he just got up and turned around and looked at me. <laughs> and, and you know, was it was a, the other, I didn't know, hear, I didn't see the other one ever. So you know, it was a male though. Like, you you could oh, see for sure. yeah. you could see genitals. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and there was no um, there was no threat of violence or there was no nothing nothing I in the in the I've been doing this for nine years now um, in these nine years um, 
as of now, um, I've never had a bad encounter ever in my life. But I think that's, I think that is um, to the person you are as a person. They can sense um, whether you have bad thoughts towards them or bad thoughts in general. Um, I've heard Native stories um, on Bank Around and people down in Washington State, um, the elders saying that it's, it's what you like give off as a person. I think uh, they just sense that or they can sense that you're a bad person. And they maybe kind of scare you to get you out of the bush if you have bad intentions kind of thing. But I think, I don't know if that's true or not, but I've never, ever, ever had. I've been hit with infrasound a lot. <laughs> not a lot, but a fair bit. Yeah, actually, that was my times. next question, yeah. yeah. And, I, I was uh, wondering if you could just kind of describe how that felt. Because for, for the listeners, infrasound it is, well, you know what? I'll, you, you can actually describe it a little bit better. So if you wouldn't so mind. infrasound is bioelectric static. Um, bioelectric static is something that tigers have, birds have, uh, whales have, um, and it's not like it's unheard of in the in the um, in the animal in, in the animal kingdom. Um, something oh, some animals use it for hunting purposes. Some, like birds, use it for directional travel. Whales use it also for directional travel. Um, they also use it for communication. Um, and infrasound is kind of a is, uh, or a bioelectric stag. Um, Sasquatch use it um, for exactly for hunting purposes. Um, they use it and they also use it for defensive purposes to scare away us as individuals. And then they also use it for, I think, they also use it for um, uh, directional travel. And so they know where to kind of go. Um, and um, infrasound is, when you get hit with infrasound, it's kind of, it's a, it's different every time, I find. Um, sometimes it can hit you as hard as. So, for example, this is exactly what happened. You can have talk, talk to my wife about. Um, I um, was hit. Um, so when I first when I saw the Sasquatch, um, there's an area where I research, um, and um, I walked into this area, and I got in my car, walked into this area, and I was hit with infrasound instantly like hard so hard that i walked back to my car totally confused didn't have a clue where i was phoned my wife and says i don't think i should be here and she still remembers the call that i shouldn't be here and i don't know what i'm doing um i don't know where i am right now and i'm confused is it is it a sensation that kind of uh of disorientation and or or is it actually um you actually hear something or or no, there's no hearing. There's no nothing. It's it's very because it's very low in the frequency. Um, we can't pick it up at all. Um, and so I think it's like 40 hertz or something like that, really low. And so when it hits hits you, it's just like a disorientation. Yeah, basically like they were trying to get you to stay away. Um, maybe they have um, young ones in the area, um, or maybe they just don't want to be um, bugged or anything. So, um, or maybe they are doing it to for food. Who knows? Um, you never, you would never know. Um, and it, it hits you like, literally like, like a ton of bricks. Um, not just disorientates you. It basically, it, um, makes you feel just, um, it feels you nauseous. Um, sometimes not for myself, but I've heard read stories about, um, this guy named Rich Jerome. He's from, um, 
um, down in Washington State. You can look him up. He's on YouTube. Um, he has the same kind of he has he has he used to be a sheriff, and um, he 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 works for the BRO, he volunteers for the BFRO, and um, he um, he has some great stories um, um, about him being hit with infrasound, um, and it extremely nauseous, dreadful. You feel like you want to be you just don't want to do anything, or you just like you just want to curl up in the ball and you want everything to be over. And that's the kind of things you get. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I've, I've never experienced it myself firsthand and I've always heard stories about it. Um, and, and, and I just, I kind of don't want to feel firsthand. <laughs> to be no, but it's funny because I don't, I don't know for a fact, but I don't know if all of them can do it. Um, like the one that I was I first encountered or the other ones I've encountered, I've never had that issue. Um, I've had, um, they have this, maybe this, um, they release the smell. Um, the smell is famous in the, in the, um, in the world of, um, um, gray apes. Um, um, gorillas can give off a smell that is produced from their armpits. Um, and it is also a really um, pungent smell. And I think that, I think that's, um, maybe something they can do. Some of them can do and that some can't do. Um, like the one in a couple of them on my research area where I, I, I study them, um, um, they can do it. And then the other ones, it doesn't seem like they can. Are, are you um, still getting but, out in the field much? Yes, I am actually. I'm getting out field all the time. Uh, just, it, it has, it's been really cold the last little while here, so I haven't been out as much. Yeah. Um, a lot of people say that they, like one, one thing is a lot of people say they move to higher ground. They go up to the mountains and they live in caves. I don't believe that at all. Um, I've never had instances of that um, majority of them because they 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 say they um, they go up and stay in this case. Well, they have to. They're almost a thousand pounds. Some of them um, they can't be. They have to be maintaining that weight, and so um, to live. So um, they the deer are all down low in the in the winter. They're not up high. They don't want to be trekking through snow. So um, they just follow the food source. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Uh, well, this isn't like you've had several encounters, right? I have nine. Yeah, yeah, and you were telling me, and for the listeners, we were talking a little bit um, before we started recording on the podcast, and and Stephen mentioned about a bluff charge. Now, would, would you mind telling us that story? Uh, yeah. So, um, myself and my wife were up in um, uh, this area where I go. Um, it's another research area. Um, it's not like kind of. A, an area where I go and it's not like where I research but they're there all the time um that area is um I find them, them a little bit more aggressive than they are in other areas um I don't know why it's where they are it's in the it's probably from where I am it's probably about 25 clicks 30 clicks away um and um they're in the same area um just like where uh, people have went missing, let's just say. I'm not going to say anything else, but um, that is, yeah, they're in the same kind of area where that is. Um, and um, I'm not, I'm not putting two to two together, but that's just my sense. But um, they, um, it, it's definitely within the realm of possibilities. What you're, is what you're trying yes, to say? Yes, it's in yeah. the realm of possibilities. Yeah. And so these um, ones are a little bit more aggressive. I find. Um, um, I walked up this. We found all these huge um tree structures massive um not small ones massive ones um like on that um 
Colorado Bigfoot. Um, if anybody's watched that, it's like those kind of tree structures. Um, they're really, really big. And there's plenty of them. There's probably 30 of them, 34, 40 different areas where there's in these, and they're big. They've made big ones. Um, and then so we, uh, I was, we were both walking up this road. And then, um, so I get up to the top of this road and uh, um, I heard, um, so when I go up there, I make whooping sounds, I make, um, and then I make barking sounds, like a gorilla barks, um, and a Sasquatch also does. Um, they make this barking sound, like this, whoop, like that really loud. Um, it's kind of like a, like a, a dog mixed with a, a gorilla, but it's, it can be extremely loud and, and and sometimes you know you know yeah, what before so. before you carry on that I've, I've heard that <laughs> i've actually <laughs> i've actually had one do that to me so just i had to say that before you, <laughs> you carried on just yeah that brought back that memory yeah well yeah it, it comes out like um when you hear it to start with people kind of maybe think it's a bear but kind of grunting or kind of like making that like a sound but it's it's a, a telltale sign of a of a sasquatch and it's it's there and gorillas do it too if you listen to them in zoos um when they have microphones in zoos and they have these things and you hear them they they grunt and they bark um and this is the kind of thing that i've that's how i heard so it was like like really loud and so then i was starting then i started doing wood knocks so i know but when they when i hear this aggressive um bark then i know that it's not like they don't want you to they want they don't want you to be here. So I continue up this road. We were going up this old um, goat trail up the side of a hill. And uh, so we get up and the next thing you know, I look over and it's, it made, it made this barking sound like three or four times and I could hear it. My wife couldn't. Then suddenly she heard it and it freaked her right out. Just absolutely freaked her right out. And she was like, like, Oh my God, let's get out of here. So we get out of here and we're walking down and I stop and I look. And I go, what's that? And I look over and she couldn't see it. It's up on the hill and it's black and it was coming down. So I was like, okay, no problem. So we walked a little bit down, down the road a little bit. And then um, she turned and looked and it started coming at us, coming at me. I was like, coming right down and boom, stopped just like a gorilla would run through that fake um, charge, stopped really quick, looked, looked right at me. And then and then made this huge grunting sound. And I knew, like, um, I knew uh, bloody well. Was, or, um, let's get out of here. So I left that area. Yeah, that's not the most uh, friendly welcome. Yeah. No, no, it's not. And the, just the way um, it did it, um, it wasn't very big. Um, it wasn't as big as the ones I've seen in the past. It's and there's a different one that was black. Um, kind of had a, a pointy head. Um, because there's different ones. I've seen ones with a pointy head, flat head um roundish head um and um and so this one had a more of a pointy head um and um it was almost pure black um really shiny um a lot of sasquatch have so every sasquatch has a um very very oily shiny hair um it's for this is why they can bend light so um this is i believe they bend light so it's just like a chameleon so if you use the shine um, with the oily skin, you blend into the surroundings, they, they move their bodies in such a way that it just, they basically go invisible. So um, I know uh, for a fact, my, my buddy who is in Washington State is a researcher. He actually 
was four feet away from one or four feet away from two of them. And they were sitting right in front of him. And how he knew was because he had a game camera and it was pointing at his head. And right behind them, you could see their eyes (laughs) looking at him. (laughs) And literally, he didn't get that until he got home. But that's how close they were. And he didn't know. He didn't have a clue because they could, it's how they can, their bodies move. They can move in such a way and they're so still, they're like a deer. Um, and it just doesn't move. And literally their coat shines so much, or their hair shines so much. It just, and oily, oily is oily. Like you touch it, it's like, it's like, like touching oil. That's what it is. That's what it feels like. Oh, wow. And it, it, it's really, really weird. So, so and that's did, how they can blend in their surroundings. Did the creature make any other gestures while it was charging you? Like, was it waving its arms or was it beating its chest? Was it doing anything like uh, uh, no, like gorilla-like? No, no, it just it ran, it ran on all fours like a gorilla did. And then it got up on its on its, on its its two legs. Oh, See, it was on all um, fours. Yeah, well, a lot of them run on all fours. I've seen lots, or not lots, but I've seen a couple times. Um, and they've run to a point and they run fast, like really fast. Um, and um, they say some of them run 60 miles an hour. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, even gorillas, they can run extreme at a short distance. It's very fast. And um, because all fours, you can get more power involved in that, right? So, um, and being on all twos. And so, or on twos. And so, basically, this is what it did. It, it was coming downhill, so it was on fours. So, it'd be more stable that way, too, right? So, if it was heavier, right? So, can you go back just a second though? I'd, I'd love to hear more about them running on all fours, you know, because when I picture a bluff charge, I, I picture a kind of a gorilla where your their their arms are kind of hanging in front and they're kind of just using them for balance. Yep. And and as they're charging, is it was it similar to that or was it like more of like a uh, like a spider or a crab type of movement? No, it's more of a, like a. It, it reminds me of a gorilla. It, it reminds me of that gorilla. Um, kind of charge um, they are um, uh, it depends see this one was not as big I'm, like I'll well, say it's still big but uh, to me it's not as big as the ones I I, I research or see all the time um, this one is like I have one that's I know for a fact he's almost 12 feet tall and he's probably 14 or 1500 pounds um, but there's ones that are and <laughs> be, let's be honest with you i'm not even going to tell you where it is but um um it was only two miles away from the nearest house oh, so wow. let's be <laughs> i uh, we won't go into that one day we'll go into that but um <laughs> maybe we'll talk um, off the air here <laughs> yeah, that's right um so um that's um for like for example um at when you're i think that big i don't think you can run at that speed like on all fours you might be able to i'm not quite sure i've never seen it um, I've, I've seen the, like the smaller ones, a little bit smaller, probably four or 500 pounds do that. And so I'm thinking this, this is maybe something they can do when they're younger or in the juvenile age, but I don't know if they can do it later on, but I'm not quite sure. So I've never seen the bigger ones do it. So you've had quite the, uh, quite the run-ins with these things. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. put it mildly, I, I guess. Yeah. I don't, um, but cause like, I don't know. I've, I've. Like I have pictures of them. Like I have, I have a picture. Um, I have one that's uh, blatantly obvious behind a tree. Um, I have another one um, that's actually another one behind a tree, the big one that I've seen. He's behind a tree. He's huge. Um, you can tell. You can see his hair behind the tree, sitting sitting down in, in the bushes, um, and you can see all the hair 
Um, you just can't see his face. He's behind him, but you can see his hair. So, and it's not there. It's not moose. It's nothing like that. It's, it's Sasquatch. And um, also um, I have another one in the bush, just off in the bush. I've got a whole trackway. I've got that on, um, on one of my pictures. I've got, um, I got two sets of prints. Uh, one, uh, one that was almost 19 inches, five inches wide, oh, wow. three inches deep, four inches deep. So I've got a picture of that too. So you mentioned earlier that like you've been, always been interested in in the Sasquatch. Um, I don't want to say lore because it's not lore, um, yeah. but you've always like even from a young child up until now, obviously. But what was the the moment that made you uh, really get into researching and, and really get into like because you have a lot of knowledge that like for the listeners like we uh, me and Stephen talked you know through Messenger and text. Um, before we actually started recording the podcast and whatnot. And you've got quite the repertoire of dealing with these creatures. What was it that kind of got you directly involved? Like, okay, this is what I like doing. This is what I want to do. Uh, I think this uh, when it was in 2012. Originally, um, I think um, what started kind of me in the, just kind of on that track was, and I didn't really, I didn't know if it even was a Sasquatch at the time. Myself and my dad were hunting once um, up this up this place, um, um, Jamison Creek, way back in the hills by um, in in Westside near in Kamloops. Yeah, I know um, where that and is. Yeah. We had and we had bumped into uh, we thought it was a bear, and um, then there was this. Um, then it started whistling, but at the time of whistling, I didn't have a clue. I was in what was in my um, in my teens, no, no idea what that was whistling. And then we heard this, like a rock throw at us. And then, but my dad didn't know anything about that. He was just not, we never really thought when there was not, the internet was not there. So we never got to see any of that kind of stuff or hear about any of that stuff. So you just had to look it up in books, but we finally later on, probably two or three years later, we looked up on the book and I was like, Ooh, what's this? And then it kind of all the signs of what a Sasquatch would do. And so then I kind of went from there and I just basically started learning about him and researching him. But what um, what kind of got me going fully was 2012 when I bumped into this one up at this lake. And then after that, it just took off. And I'm in, <laughs> I'm in an area where it's, they're everywhere. <laughs> well, I think they're everywhere. But, um, and um, like in the, say, where I live in the, in the 25 square kilometer range, I would say there's probably just the estimate, probably 30 of them. And well, that's a nice yeah. population. Yes. Yeah, there is. A lot of people think there's a low population, but there's, well, in the area, there's five family groups. So there's usually four to five per group. So yeah, it's like about 30 or so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Like even in, in the area that I'm in, there, there's more than people realize there the different tracks that we found and whatnot. So yeah, I, I agree. There, there's definitely more than, than people are actually aware of. Yeah. Well, here. yeah, they, yeah, they just, they, they know how to, um, they don't, let's be honest. I'll, I'll tell the listeners here. Um, they don't need us at all. They don't need us one bit. They want, they want nothing to do with us. Um, they're very, very curious, extremely curious creatures. Um, they're just out. I myself consider them a people, um, the Sasquatch people, I call them. Um, I don't believe anything else. Um, their intelligence is far beyond us. Um, they can they can hide from us. They can use infrasound on us. They can do a lot of stuff that we can't do. 
and we've <laughs> and the and the clearest picture we've had in a long time was the Paris and Gimma film, and so uh, a lot and that was in '67. So there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot out there that we don't we we don't know about. There's a lot of land and trees that we don't know about that they can hide in, and so there's hundreds of thousands of square miles that we haven't even seen. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And you've really embraced these these creatures. Like, like you really do have a, a genuine respect for these creatures. I do, and I don't. Um, I don't. Re- I respect them one hundred percent. I and I respect them, the um, the native elders who um, talk about them. Um, and I don't ever. I've never ever in a million years um, want any harm against them at all. Um, but they are there. Um, just like we are here on this planet, and they are here just to to show us. I think they're here to show us what we're doing wrong. Um, and I think that they're just um, they can live and and live off the land and not have any problems and and evade us and not have any problems. Yeah. And so um, and yeah, and that's and they and they hunt, they fish, um, and yeah, and I do and. I'll be honest. I do. When the food gets tough, things might happen, and you know that's the way it happens in life. But I, I think that's what happens. And maybe <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Here, yeah, I understand. I got you. Yeah. yeah. But you've gone to the point though. You have so much respect for these creatures that, like, you're gifting them, and they're gifting you back, right? Yeah. And so um, I start gifting. Um, this um, one lady, uh, Washington State, her name is Barbara Schoop. I don't know listeners, you can look her up. She's on YouTube. Um, she's gifted a lot, too. Um, and she started gifting um, in this area where she was. Um, she used to bacon pies. <laughs> and she put them up in trees, and they take them all. And um, so, but I didn't ever to that extent. Um, I, um, I used to leave them peanut butter regularly um, in jars of peanut butter. And they take it. You take my peanut butter and they eat it, come back, bring it back. <laughs> one day they brought it back. This funny guy got a picture of the one. I, I left this peanut butter for him and uh, they brought it back and they had, um, what they did was, and this is how they got the peanut butter. They never screwed off the top. They punched a hole through the bottom with a stick and they left me the stick with the pe- some peanut butter on it. And it was right next to the peanut butter that was drained of it. <laughs> and they had to take yeah, it Make sure that you had some too, right? Yeah. And so, um, uh, yeah, that's one of the things they did. I leave them, I have this gifting site where I leave them marbles. Um, they love marbles, love marbles. Um, anything shiny, I leave them like um, dimes and quarters and stuff. Um, and they, they take that all the time. Um, they leave me. And then um, this female Sasquatch where I am, um, she left me flowers. So in this area where I'm at, um, it's just kind of a, it looked like it maybe it's been, um, there had been a fire in the past um, and um, pulled like probably 20 years ago. So it's just starting to starting to grow up now. Um, and um, there's no flowers around. It's just kind of uh, like trees and bushes and stuff. And uh, so I come there one day and two marbles are gone. And um, I have this stick that I leave there and I use it for uh, pounding against a tree for wood knocking. Um, they return wood knocks back regularly. My son was up there once. He heard the wood knocks, and they were they were returning wood knocks back. And um, 
so um, at that point, um, um, there was on the side there was a bunch of flowers, like a I think of like um it's probably like know, two or three inches high, and it's like in the group, and then the, there's no flowers around the whole area, but it was just left on the top there, like as a gift towards me. Um, and I've got sticks left um, given to me that have like they've been intertwined and basically turned into like almost like a piece of art. Wow, that's really so, cool. Well, what got you into to the gifting? Um... I don't want to say ritual, but just the, the act of gifting itself. I think just because I wanted to see if they, um, see if they like start to communicate with me. Um, um, I get communication. Like um, I've heard a lot of wood knocks. Um, I've heard a lot of, I've got wood knocks on, on, um, on audio recording. I've got, um, um, I've got yells. Um, I've got the whole, the whole, yelling to the point where it's it's like like so close to almost like it's deafening um um i've got to the point where um they're trying to communicate communicate back and forth like one was on one side of me and the other one's <clears throat> across the river and it's like you can hear them talking and or hear them communicating back and forth with the yelling and the, the talking i haven't um i've had um uh an instance where i was camping and i got this um samurai chatter uh, exactly like Ron Moorhead got at, with the Sierra sounds back then. and it was only a 10 minute long chatter but I still got that chatter which was um, I was hoping that I would hear some kind of um, <clears throat> I was hearing a little bit of yelling at a distance nothing to be um, worried about but kind of it was kind of not aggressive, but then they started getting this chatter. It was only 10 minutes long. I didn't even have a tape recorder, so I was trying to find my um, audio recorder on my, my cell phone at the time to try to record it, but I didn't get it. But it would have been just amazing. But um, yeah, this chatter was just. It, can it, can it you describe was... it really quickly? Like, like what would, like, I, I've heard the sounds that you're talking about. And of course, I think everybody has. Zero sounds. Yeah, I think everybody's heard and so that. So it's like, was like it... a, it's almost, yeah, it, it's almost. It, like almost identical to that. It's it's almost that um, um, kind of like a. It's almost a language they're talking. They're sp they're speaking, but it's like like really loud, and it kind of you don't understand it. It just it, it it's like you can't hear any English involved in it, or you can't hear any. So no one can manipulate. Or they probably well, I don't know if they can or not, but it'll be very very extremely hard. And the hardest part, and a lot of people people don't understand um is that if you can hear them at this distance at this distance um you're like a normal person could never do that your your vocal range or your your vocal cords would have to be extremely strong and that's why you, you hear all the stuff about this um the sierra sounds and all these different things is because when they when you hear this yelling from even in the distance the vocal your vocal cords would have to be massive to even project that that sound at that distance so like a normal person trying to yell across a lake you could barely hear the person but i mean these things last sometimes last 20 minutes to a half an hour extreme and yeah this is and it's deafening and sometimes like in some areas like um like when I was up at this lake, it was almost deafening to hear. So, yeah, I, I think we, we've in our own little group, we, we've encountered 
screams are coming from a long ways away, but you can you can tell the distance just from how uh, the volume of it, I suppose. But it's a distance away. Like it, it would take. I don't know. I, I don't think. Yeah, you're right. People can't do that. I agree with no. you. People can't. Yeah, it's, don't it's, have the ability. It's very like even if you try to um, do it on a recorder and 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 project it out there, it just wouldn't even be the same sound compared to what they do. It's just the sound is so um, just genuine and and so real. You can you can just feel it. And and sometimes it like and then you get that feeling of shivers up your back and you know that it's just it's a strong <laughs> yeah. like yeah well it's like it's almost like it's thrown infrasound into it um a lot of it like um sometimes they they do that and then that's because infrasound there's no barrier for infrasound so um if a mountain's there it can go right through the mountain um it's that's there's no no barrier to infrasound so like whales they can um send this out while they're they're um and they're talking, and you can hear them hundreds of miles away on on sonar and stuff like that. And so, and that's the whole thing. There's no barriers for that. Well, that's fascinating. I really, I really hope we can figure out more about this infrasound thing because I find that to be amazing. Like, just, yeah, yeah. And I think that I, you know, I love for them to study more of it because it's, um, well, we first have to, <laughs> um, get or basically. Um, start researching Sasquatch and scientists start sort of research. I, I truly believe the government already knows they fully exist. Um, and uh, that's not even. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree. That's a, that's another show though. <laughs> that's another show. Well, Stephen, I'm, yep. I'm not going to take too much more of your time. I just want to say thank you for yep. coming, for coming on today. And I think we're going to have to have you back because you, you're full of knowledge and I, I love the knowledge and I love the story. So we might have to get you back. I can, on. I can come on as many times as you want. So <laughs> we'll, if, you're, we'll, um, if you're looking to, if you're looking for uh more stories I, I love to i got lots more we'll so, definitely work something out we'll definitely work okay, something perfect. out so if you're uh yeah let's go yeah, okay uh for the listeners just hang in there we're, i'll be right back and we're going to close out the show stay there and welcome back everyone Thank you guys all for hanging around. Uh, you're here just in time to help me pull a pin on this one. Uh, before we do that, though, I want to say thank you again, Stephen, for coming on. What a great episode. You know, I just love talking Sasquatch. And, you know, we talk quite a bit through text and a little bit after recording the show. And he's got lots of stories. And I think we're going to have to have you back, Stephen, to uh, share a few more of those. Because you're a fascinating guy. And the stories you're telling were pretty were, were awesome. <laughs> Just to put it plainly, it was awesome. So thank you again. Uh, but if you guys want to check out more of his stuff, you can follow him on Instagram. Uh, it's at Shushwap Sasquatch. Uh, for people who don't know, S H U S W A P. Shushwap Sasquatch. That's on Instagram. Yeah, give him a follow. He's got some cool little pictures up there, and uh, he does. You know, he's uh, really, really into the Bigfoot world. So let's support another Sasquatcher. Uh, another thing before we go, uh, there's this map. And it was started by a lovely, sweet lady named Carrie on Facebook. Or, well, she started on Google, but I met her on Facebook. But it's called the Canada Sasquatch Map 2. Now, I'll leave a link for it in the description of the podcast. And I highly suggest you guys check it out. There's um, pins dropped for, like, amazing amount of Sasquatch sightings throughout Canada. There's a few interesting um, sightings from international. I think there's a couple from Australia and some from South America. But definitely give it a, a tr- 
a look. It's uh, really cool. Not so much the states, but there, there's other maps for that. But I definitely think you guys should give Carrie's map a, a look. It's really, really in-depth. And if you have an encounter, you can actually add it to it as well. So uh, definitely check it out. I'll leave the description for it below. Um, and one more thing before we go. Uh, at the time of this recording, there is a lawmaker in Oklahoma who is um, bringing forth a bill have an open sasquatch season uh, much like you're hunting deer or elk or buffalo or whatever it is you're hunting um and it seems to be based on tourism now i could be wrong and please correct me if i am uh but i think there's probably better ways you can raise money through tourism than you know hunting these creatures i mean you, you can't eat them then it just becomes trophy hunting and i i <laughs> I don't think, no, that's the wrong word. I apologize. I shouldn't have said that. What I do think is that these creatures are sentient and they do have, you know, a value for life and hunting them just seems so wrong on so many levels. So if by chance you live in Oklahoma and you hear this and you agree with what I'm saying, maybe get in touch with your elected official and, you know, maybe try not to get this bill passed. It's terrible. I mean, I want to find out the truth just as much as you guys do, but I don't think that this is the route to do it. Um, yeah, I, it just kind of hurts my feelings a little bit to think that, you know, these things, there's a good possibility that these things could be hunted and trophy hunted, which makes it even worse. So, uh, yeah, anyway, food for thought. So I guess we're going to pull a pin on this one, and I want you guys to uh, stay safe for the rest of the week. I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, we have Gary on. Now, Gary had an encounter when he was a child, and uh, yeah, it's a good one. You guys should definitely check it out next week. So uh, until then, I'll see you guys then. Bye.
know that I must do what's right. Sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti. I seek to cure what's deep inside, frightened of this thing that I've become.